0: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.
1: This is an Irish Independent Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy and Hurling Show with Eddie Brennan and John Milan, along with myself, Michael Verney. There's loads to talk about after a busy weekend of league action. And I'll go straight to you, John, first. Davy Fitzgerald has been moaning the third quarter blues that the day should suffered yesterday. Like, just to fall that far behind in a game that they were very, very competitive in. Like, how do you put your finger on like what went wrong in that third quarter? It was the same against Clare and it was the same against Offaly. And I'm sure it's very, very frustrating for him. Yeah, and
2: look, you go back to 2023, it was something similar in, in, in an awful lot of the championship games uh, last summer. It's hard to, to pinpoint where where it seems to be going wrong. And it could be it could be something small, like one or two of the lads remarked last night that it could be a, something as small as, you know, keeping holding the lads back uh for an extra minute or two in, in the dressing room. And we've seen that time and time again with with Davies teams where, you know, the opposition would would uh would take to the field for us. And, you know, I even go back to the the Clare game in the championship last year where Waterford left clear around the field for nearly the bones of, of three or four minutes. And, you know, if you're in a dressing room like maybe for fifteen minutes, but if you're adding another two or three minutes onto that, you know, it can it can it can have a, it can have a knock-on effect. But most certainly he'll be he'll be eager to to address it and try and get it right. Uh, because, you know, it seems to be a big, big problem for for Waterford at, at the present moment of time and it's it's a big problem in 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 why they're losing games. Uh, you know, you take take yesterday. I mean, they were they were level at half time, and in the blink of an eye, they were they were they were, they were eleven eleven points down. And uh, you know that will be something that will will concern him going forward. Um But look, I suppose from a from a Waterford point of view, what will be most pleasing for for Davy is that how they were able to recover in that last quarter. And that was a big, big quarter because, you know, if you were going into training, say, this Tuesday, after shipping a big, big defeat to Cork, you know, you're trying to pick lads up, albeit they were missing missing an awful lot of personnel, uh, it would be quite difficult. But now they're going in, he's saying, well, look, lads, we kept going to the end, we kept fighting to the end. And they can take the positives out of, out of the way they, they finish that game. And look, from a Cork point of view, I think Cork missed an opportunity yesterday to, to, to lay down a marker and, and sow a seed going into the first round of the championship. If that was Kilkenny or if that was a Limerick, you know, 11 points might become 13, 14, 15 points. And I think they probably missed an opportunity to sow a seed of doubt in in in, in, the, in, in an offer of those uh, Waterford players. Yesterday, but from a water point of view, uh, you know it was it was great to see the way the way they finished the game. Finished strong, kept going to the end. Some good performances from the likes of Paddy Levy, who I think is is uh, an extremely underrated player. You know you'd see some of the other Ballygunner players would get all the plaudits, but you know he's probably similar to kind of nearly Brick Welsh style, but he's willing to take a score and. We've seen with the likes of Barry Coughlin, you know, probably didn't get the credit he's deserved over the years. And I think, you know, um, he was a big, big plus for Waterford. for Jesse. You know, you look at some of the players that came on, brought a lot of energy, uh, you know, brought an awful lot of energy, brought an awful lot of scores near the end of the likes of Conor Sheen. But big plus for, for me was was the return of Jamie Barron. Jamie Barron looked refreshed. He looked uh, full of energy. He looked back to the Jamie Barron of... of uh of pre- previous years and I think that's going to be a big, big plus for Waterford but yeah look I think you know Davey will be will be quite pleased you know considering the personnel that they, they still are missing and I think it's set up for Waterford nicely now uh, they have a nice fixture now against Wexford uh, it's a winner takes all you know nearly you know in, in regards to who's going to take that uh, seventh place for, for uh, Division 1A status Next year. And if they beat Wexford, then they go into the last game against Kilkenny, you know, with the possibility of trying to win that game and trying to get to a to a National League semi-final. So yeah, I think look, he'll he'll be concerned about that third quarter, but uh there's an awful lot of positives to be taken out of yesterday. And I think slowly they're building something, you know. They're slowly building something, but from a car point of view. I I be I be scratching my head. I I just don't know where they are right now, Cork. It's 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 hard to it's it's hard to know. They 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 got the win, but if you're Pat Ryan, if you're the the car management, you would be slightly concerned of where they are right now.
0: Eddie, just a quick one on on Wofford and the the third quarter blues. Like as a man as a former inter county manager, and obviously part of that that great Kilkenny team, was there anything like? Anything you'd be thinking in your head? How do you stop that from you know a little bad patch or a little bad five minutes turn into a bad ten minutes turn into the losing of the game? Are there any little bits of triggers or anything you can do to maybe stem the blood loss or make it maybe not as bad as it could be?
1: Yeah, if, I, I would even say if just one example was, I thought that car team, the the great car team, all four or five or six, particularly the 0-6 season, I saw just a little pattern with them was that. I thought they almost uh, absorbed everything opposition throughout them. And then after 15 minutes of the second half, now I know I'm going outside the period we're referring to here, they used to just kind of accelerate on. And it it was like a collective. It was like a a concerted thing among the team that they kind of knew. And they obviously had some kind of a trigger that they would kind of almost drain you, if you like. And is it like Warford yesterday? The reserves they had to go into to eat back that lead and then you know, because they left to get too big, it was too big of a mountain to climb. And I think we've seen that with a few teams that, you know, you can only get that power play maybe going for some so much of a period of time. But going back to the question, yeah, is it something coming out of half time? Is it something that, hey, if we hemorrhage the first three, four scores, and again, we talk about Limerick, aren't they good at that kind of in-game management? So it's maybe a, a thing on the pitch or it's a little cue from the sidelines say, right, and then get something going um, you know, whether it's says two or three, year leaders getting around the pitch, or do you say right, let's let's drop a man back for a little while and just consolidate or hold what we have, and say right, no way, we're not letting them score because what you don't want now in in with teams is let them get in the flow, let them get six, seven, eight points racked up, and something to stem that tide, whether to somebody goes down, whether there's an intervention of some sort, but you know, if surely to God, you know, if someone as clued in as Davey is in that regard, he must have some kind of a little trick up his sleeve because he is, I, I think that that would be something that he would class himself as being strong at. And again, I refer to maybe last year's match against Limerick up in Torless. They were able to stop and interfere with the, ma- the match a little, in a good sense. And I'm not saying in a negative thing, but they were able to kind of control the game through those little interventions or stop starts. And they have to find a way and like, surely, I mean, it's, it's a frustration for Davey, but God's, you know, that's something that you have to go back and fix on the training ground and say, right, lad, this is what we do during that period. Um, But obviously then, like, they're leaving themselves too big of a mountain, like the did yesterday. I would, just John said it, I'd echo that. That has to be a concern for Cork. I know it's the league, and you don't really get ultimately judged too heavily on the league. But a worrying trend is that, like you say, you, sh- you know, the, 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 if you have ambitions... Of going places, and you do get a match like that. You have to be able to close it out. You have to be able to block the opposition from eating back in. You work too hard to build up a lead of six, seven, eight points if you can in a championship match. That's ultimately the goal here. And you say we have to be able to stop that when that starts to happen. And again, like I said, Limerick are the market leaders in that regard.
2: But ultimately for War, but ultimately for Waterford, I think I think they've really got a home in, and particularly in their next game against Wexford, that third quarter. Yeah. and you know if 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 they can really focus and home in and, and and really going after that third quarter against Wexford, you know psychologically it would it would be massive for Waterford going 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 forward. And then it's 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 realistically then you just take it into the next game. It's a follow on then you take it into the next game against Kilkenny, and you, you take take it into into the championship. But from a Waterford point of view, uh. You know, I think they'll be they'll be quite pleased with with, with the way the way yesterday the way yesterday went. And no, I think I know. you know, I what's that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you um, why, why? Why? I can why see. Is, no, I can see. I can see the positives.
1: I can see what he's trying to do. But I suppose the question is, with the way the league format has gone, and I know, you have to look at the bigger picture. And it's like, yeah, Davy's first year last year back with these lads, he had to find players, and he's doing that this year but you're looking at kind of the guys without and saying, right, I think I think with the way the format is and the way you have to be hitting the ground, like if you don't start shaping up nicely as in your team, your overall structure and as players come back in, but just little habits is what you want to eradicate during the league because you don't have games to get to fix that right. And there's only so much you can do maybe in, in a training sense. So I suppose like it needs to be eradicated fairly quick But I'd also, kind of the question I would say about Water at the moment, and I can see what he's doing, he's trying to get new lads in, Paddy Levy, the example, some other lads. I think he needs to be now starting to polish up what he's looking at as his starting crew, and injuries do play the role. But if you were looking at him now, and maybe that's part of the plan, maybe that's part of the plan, he's showing one hand and he's going to deliver another hand. But I'd like to see a bit of shape. I still am not not sure about okay, what do Waterford look like? What are they going to arrive in the championship looking like in terms of the team itself? Could you pick out that team? At the moment, it's it's not really clear. And that's all, would, I just think.
2: Would would you be concerned then, Eddie? A tiny
1: bit. I, I just think, I I think, kind of say, see, the league, unfortunately, at the moment, is not really conducive. Yeah, you're, you're trying to balance it between finding lads and blending it and building your team a little bit. And a lot of the managers are doing that. Liam Cal blooded a few lads there Saturday as well. like So, but yeah, time is of a premium now. And I think just with a view to having your team nice and, and, and cohesive and confident playing together, like, is De- is Desi injured at the moment or what? You know, you'd be but, saying...
2: But to be fair, to be fair, to be, to be, but to be fair to the chap, to, to Davey, his hands are tied, you know, considering the personnel that he's down. I mean, even yeah. an enormous amount of injuries. So, I mean, he's... The hand that he's I that's that, what I'm coming to, John. Is I'm not sure, I, I don't know what way he is with injuries,
1: I suppose. So, in that regard, yeah, if there's injuries there, that obviously has an impact. So, I suppose I'm 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 I just wasn't sure about that. But ideally, I think ideally, if you're coming into like you need those guys on the pitch, you need to have them now for a nice block of training. Because, what is it, the 21st of April? April is it, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: you know, it's coming quick, it's coming, it's eight weeks away, it's eight. Is it less than eight weeks you know it's in around eight weeks, nine weeks? Jesus the, you, that's not a big period of time either.
2: Well you can you can see what you can see what he's gonna do, like you're gonna you're gonna Sean Sean O'Brien's gonna be on the goal. I uh, presume, uh, 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 presuming uh, you know, Mark Fitzgerald will be will be in the full the full back line, you're thinking then Prunty, you 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 you've who's out injured, you've irra Daly to come back in, you've tied the Burke to come back in, you've you, Caleb Lines was it was a uh, was uh, a was, uh, was a big plus. Yesterday, he's going to go with the sweeper, whether we like it or not. He's going to go with the sweeper, he's going to compact that middle third, as we've seen time and time again. I've no problem with that. Once he plays two inside, and then your two inside, as as your two inside more than likely, then will be, will be Desi Hodgson and Patrick Patrick Sherrod. For me, Fagan, Fagan was, was missing yesterday. I'd like to see Fagan go back up into the forwards. I think we still need a, a a target man. A fella that'll go up and take the pressure off, you know, go up and, and, and feel the ball. I think we're, we're missing that. He's going to play five up top. He's going to compact the middle third probably more than likely now with Jamie Barron coming on yesterday, Paddy Levy's put his hand up. That's the likelihood is going to be your your midfield Paddy Levy and Jamie Barron. And I think that the pieces of the jigsaw will, will, will fall into place. And I think they will fall into place In the next in the next two games, maybe not the Wexford game, but most certainly come the Kilkenny game on the sixteenth of March. You'll slowly get a good indication of where Waterford are at and what the likelihood of their fifteen is going to be. Yeah, that
1: that Kilkenny match is the big one. Like you you need to see something really solid there. Like
0: one place, lads, where we're in like in no uncertain terms of where the jigsaw pieces go is Limerick. Um, like was, I think there was nine starters from the All-Ireland I think eight actually no nine yeah because David have really um, cried off and Tom Morrissey came in they put up a massive score against Dublin the other night Eddie like new faces come in I think that five five out of six forwards were new faces or lads kind of getting a go um, and that machine is purring along fairly nicely even though they haven't really played you know a really competitive match yet but they're tipping away it seems to be tipping away nicely and if you, you see the lads in the stand I think the Anyone in the and pack would be fairly worried that the lads are still to come in. Yeah,
1: it is. And you'd have to say, look, they're in a good place. They have, you know, the, the Championship League structure. They have it well planned out, well thought out. They know where they're at. Um, They can afford that luxury, which is probably, if you're being honest, it's an ideal scenario for a manager. Play nine of your All-Ireland winning team. They're getting a bit of game time. Get them out and other lads in and blend your few newbies in with them. And some of those newbies now are starting to become familiar faces in terms of the, the bench. And like, what are they ultimately playing for? Uh, they're ultimately playing for a, a position in the 26th because like, that Limerick team is fairly settled. Um, I, I, I don't see any radical surgery that's going to be performed on that team over the last few years. You see the injury here or there impacted, and they have good lads to come in on any given day, one or two. Um, so I don't know, but it's, it's, it is, it's worrying because you're saying there's Keane Lynch sitting in the stands, there's Hannon sitting in the stands. Do you know, it's like you're kind of, and, and what is Hannon? Like I taught myself, are they finding the new, the the guy to replace Hannon down the line? I'm not writing off Hannon in any way, shape or form, but I'm just saying, is Willie Dunne going to be the natural or is it going to be Carl O'Neill? Is it going to be David Reedy? Like they have, I suppose that, that absolute, Stability and how certain lads can play all around that area. So, they look to be in good health. They look to be in a strong commanding position. Sean Finn another lad sitting above, ready to go. Like so, it's it's um it's hard to see it, but um yeah, look, you just they're, they're the benchmark and they're what everyone else is aiming for. So you're trying to make up that ground. But John Kiley is in a lovely position to be able to, as I said, a manager's dream. Eight, eight nine of your established guys. And and you can whip them, you know, you can keep them ticking too, like you can keep them wondering too, because they won't want to be none of them guys want to be sitting in the stand. They want to be playing because they know that, you know, the championship is looming large. There's a place in history there, it's in the background. I know they won't talk about it much, maybe they will, but anyone that's in that limerick panel now, they're afraid their life they'll miss a beat.
0: John, of the new faces, Donico O'Dalegh was brilliant again. He had a goal inside about 20 seconds. I think he ended up with 2-1. Fergal, Ocon- Fergal O'Connor is a player I'm really impressed with, a cornerback. Lovely ball player. Real kind of, he's able to mix the flash with the, the kind of miserable streak that you need as, as a cornerback as well. But one kind of old face that we're well used to but he's absolutely hopping off the ground already is Garrod Hegarty like he at no stage last year John that I think he was getting the ball and really going away from lads I just thought he was labouring a small bit but he looks like a man on a mission like he was he was getting the ball he just had his eyes on goal every time he got the ball
2: Yeah but look you don't you don't know where where he was at at this stage last year you know in regards pre-season training you know they, they came back later last year so effectively, you know he, he might have been at in a different place in, in contrast to, to 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 other players. Um but look, I think what's what's really allowed Limerick uh, a bit of a bit of freedom the first couple of games is the fact that, you know, you have to take into consideration that they've played Westmead, they've played Antrim, they've played Dublin. So effectively they could nearly time their training schedule around that. You know, they could probably maybe go a little bit harder harder in training. Um which and and it's probably allowed Kylie to to um you know explore a bit more about about his panel, give these these younger fellas an opportunity, mix it in with the likes of your 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 Eggertys, your Willow Dono's, as Eddie touched on then allows them then to play nine or ten of of uh, of his starting panel. But I think the the real gauge for for Limerick will be in the next two games against against Galway Tipperary. But you know, in regard as I touched on in regards to the way the fixtures have fallen for for Limerick for, for for the league, it's 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 been perfect. Now they find themselves now they win one of the last two games. They're going to be in a, a national league semi final, and that will give them a fantastic opportunity of of pushing on and and uh, and winning winning another trophy.
0: Eddie, from a Dublin perspective, just, sorry, sorry,
2: of- I just 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 quickly on the Hegarty thing, right? I think sometimes what you
1: see with players like him, they've 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 he's on the go solid there since since 18, since they you know they made that breakthrough. Sometimes, and he's a good you know, when you look at him, he was hurler of the year, he's performing on the biggest of days. So you become a target. So sometimes it's maybe a readjustment or a recalibration for him. He might be just after and maybe looking at his fitness programme a little bit. And now he's re-energised because he did have, you know, when the high standards that we all measure him off of and the influence he can have, last year was probably, arguably his quieter and he's still there come the shake-up. So maybe it's just a recalibration for him. It could be just something fresh and now he's chomping at the bit again. He's 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 going hard again and you could have another massive season out of him. You know, <laughs> that's the luxury of riches but, that they
2: but, have. But, but, but you're 100% right, Eddie. It, it could be, it could be, a small thing as, as 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 small as you know adjusting his gym program in regards you know not doing as 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 much heavy weights. We've seen it even with 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 um, Keen Lynch or, or the course of the uh, things last year or the, or the previous year where you felt Jesus he's had to go on a little bit too big. So I even seen it there was when when Dan won the the horror year in two thousand and seven, and Dan had even tell you himself in zero weight he probably went a bit overboard then on the weights and he probably, for such a big man, he 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 probably slowed up and, and lost that kind of yard of pace and and Dan would tell himself then that he eased back on the weights and that could be something where Hegarty has probably said to himself, well look, I'm going to ease back on the weights and I'm not going to do as as, as heavy weights as I've, as I've done in previous years.
0: Eddie, just a Dublin quick word on a, Yeah, just a quick word on Dublin. like. I know I know they've a lot of injuries and Ono Donnell is out. Donald Burke was back which which is great. Chris Crummy was back, but his first game since twenty twenty two as well. But like they got it back competitive at times in the first half, but mm. there, were stage, there were stages in the game where they, they were just unable to compete and you know they conceded three thirty at the end of the day, which is a colossal score. It's Michal Dunne who's second year, but I kind of kind of have the feel I don't. I still don't know where they are and I still think yeah. they're a bit off I probably expected them to be, make a couple of strides up the ladder but it kind of doesn't really look like that's happened yet
1: yeah you'd just be a little bit concerned for them going into the championship like that they they just
0: yeah they're, they are to be fair
1: they're going through a little bit of a transition period and you see you know the likes of Crumby coming back in after a season away and he's you know there's still no one kind of really taking his position on him or whatever and if you're looking at, and Dunne who has tried a lot of young lads, he has gone with a lot of guys, but you're not seeing, I, I suppose I'm not really seeing, do you know where you see a defined way of playing with teams or what they're really trying to do? Um, I still, it's probably still a bit lacking in these Dublin lads. You know, I, I suppose really what they're what they're trying to do and, and, and how they're they're going to target or try to get scores off opposition. And yeah, I suppose injuries play its part, but, I don't know, you, you just, it's hard to measure them really because there's not a consistency about them and, and especially, I suppose, look, I'm seeing is I haven't seen Michal Dunahoo's fingerprints really on this team that what's changed with them, what has he brought to the table because usually Dublin play that kind of compact defence, it used to be Sean Moore anchoring there in the middle and, you know, they had different guys, you know, you had your keenies and your lean rushes and your go-to's, Danny Sutcliffe's as well and no, Danny's not gone but, they probably haven't had an injection of real quality into that team to replace those guys. Those guys were, you know, they were go-to men for him. You know, they were lads that he could, you know, lump the ball down on top of and they, they could be trusted to win their own ball. So to be fair to him, look, there probably is a transition. There probably is new guys coming in and they're going to need a little bit of time. But you definitely say, um, you know, okay, they're going to probably still fancy their chances to go toe-to-toe maybe get the third, the, the third spot in Leinster is really what they're playing for.
2: I did say I did say before, a couple of weeks ago that we we they they might have a tendency to struggle in the early stages of this league and we mightn't we mightn't see the best of Dublin until yeah. the championship until they have everyone back on the field. Now look, it was a big plus for him to get the likes of Sutcliffe. Chris C- Cromie, is a, is is a big one for them to get him back play, playing. Don't want to bark I mean there's three massive players, but you know it's going to take time to to get them with a bit of match practice, get them back up to speed. And to get Owen or back on the field, Ronan and Hayes as well. You throw in Daryl Parsons. Yeah. I, I I think they won't be too bad, lads. I think when they have when they have their full fifteen, they'll be they'll be they'll be a match for for any of the the, the top boys in in, in Leinster. And look, we said it in I think it was last the last pod we done. We touched on it. I mean, I think they were level going into the last five, seven, eight minutes of that game. They had a couple of opportunities to to, to get a to get a goal or two. Uh, I think Nicky Nicky Quaid pulled off a a save and what do Limerick do lads I think they were two points up what did he do Hegarty instead of putting the ball over the bar gets the head up great crossfield pass to uh, to, uh, Tom Tom Morrissey Tom Morrissey sticks the ball in the back of the net and instead of going in two or three points down they're now six or seven points down and they're going in dejected deflated and they're saying well look how do we pick ourselves up and then you touched on it then again that five minutes, five minute, ten minute spell after half time, six seven points. Then it just stretched out to to ten or eleven points, and they're chasing their tail. Then you know,
0: John. Just uh, we'll just get a brief comment on it. It was obviously a big talking point. Uh, Kyle Hayes was starting his first game of the year for Limerick. He's obviously awaiting sentencing next month. John Kai said he never hesitated in picking him. What were your own thoughts on that? Just briefly, and it, him playing his first game of the year, given the circumstances.
2: Ah look, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one. And look, it's we have got to be mindful, you know, of of you know what's 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 playing out. It's a tricky one for Kylie. But look, I think Kylie you know, I think Limerick, we've seen time and time again, they're they're a tight knit bunch. They're nearly like, like a family. And I've no doubt that Kylie would have thought about it, probably would have spoken speaking to, to Kylie's about it, and I'd say he he probably felt that he it was probably the, the right thing to do would to, to, to play him, and um, probably the right thing to do for the for the group as a whole, as the as the collective as a whole. Um, but again, as I touched on, it's 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 an extremely difficult um position that both John Kiley and uh, Kyle Hayes find themselves in at, at the present moment of
0: time. Yeah, lads. I was. I don't know if you saw much of it. I was down in Wexford Park yesterday. Uh, finished a draw. It was like a throwback of a game. One thirteen to sixteen points, and it's, <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely ain't the sunny southeast after yesterday. Boys, I'm mm. still, I'm still only warming up a day later. It was absolutely Baltic. But from a Wexford point of view, Lee Chin went off after twenty six minutes with. Key Rossler wouldn't commit to what muscle it was. He just said it was a muscle injury. Even when he was asked if it was a hamstring, it was kinda of shades of the Irish <laughs> rugby shades of the Irish rugby team and Joe Schmidt back in the day. But Eddie how important is it for Wexford? Even I know they had the breeze in the second half, but to get a result, Richard tallies man off the pitch for forty-five minutes—like there was like a collective groan in Wexford Park when he went off, because you know how big of a player he is, and the likes of Seamus Casey, raw enough kind of lads on the inter-county scene. Like very, very important for them at this stage to be getting results without their main man.
1: It is, and Sherlock. I think it's almost become an annual thing now. You know what? What what injury does Chin pick up? Because. He seems to be for a guy that's you know I heard often heard before described now. Jesus, he's a he's an incredible athlete, and Jesus, sure he talks out uh, an impressive man. If if that's what you're gauging your county hurlers on, and they are very superbly conditioned nowadays, but this has been kind of the problem for, for Wexford and Chin. Is he is their go-to man, no matter what you say, but you know to to to, to be able to allow himself to to get a full season, you know, under his belt, and the. The, the, to qualify that what I'm trying to say is that he, he's missing too much blocks of the year to be arrived to championship then in real good health do you know the I mean? way you, you, you want to be flying face you know you this need to have yourself. minutes like, under
0: your belt you need to have yeah, minutes you under have, your belt yeah yeah.
1: you have to be just and getting through matches even psychologically going okay the body is good if you are injury, and some lads are look it's the nature of things some people pick up injuries some people don't um, and you just kind of say it to yourself from from the collective point of view. And for Rossi, that's frustrating because he's trying to gel and shape up a team that he wants to arrive into championship. And Chin is central to that, no more than Rory O'Connor, no more than Connor Mack. But just to touch on one of the guys there, and I think he's a guy that has maybe gone under the radar quite a bit. He was put in as a sub goalie there for a while, but I like Casey. I think he's a he's a, he's a he's a nice player. I I think John maybe might have mentioned this a few weeks on the Pod be. I'd let him take the freeze let you know Chin do his thing from play Rory O'Connor get him back in there but um and I think he's I, I watched him I was out in, in, I know Callan in the Walsh Cup it might be the most glamorous tie but he played that one man kind of up front for a good bit in the second half against the winds. and he played it really smart the boys knew to put the ball into the corner he was able to make those diagonal runs you know winning out free when he didn't need to so I think Casey uh, and a few others like that like they're, they're finding that and the point what was the most impressive thing for Rossi what was the big takeaway for him that without Chin on the pitch without Rory on the pitch and others you know he was able to grind out that result so for the young guys and for the, the, the team that finished that match Rossi will be thrilled with that because clear were flying high they were you know flying high in, in that group full points barred at like um and and have a strong panel or a panel coming into the Munster Championship with real ambitions of winning a Monster title and that's what will have pleased Keith Roster that they came out with a fighting spirit they didn't die down. But to, to to close down my bit of a submission, geez mixer, I hear you on Wexford Park. It's one place when you go to Wexford Park, the one place you don't want to be is on the line because if they do go looking for you, you're numb. You're absolutely numb. And unless you have a sleeping bag and a water bottle, do you, know, you know that time when you play a match sometimes, it's usually Walsh Cups. I remember one day out in, like Wexford Park is cold, but another day out in Rat Down years ago, we were playing leash. And you're trying to make yourself small on the sideline that please don't see me, please don't make eye contact. Because you know you're nowhere near warmed up or ready enough to go in there and make an impact. And I suppose Wexford is a bit like that. Can you imagine like two or three minutes to go and, and you need to get in there and the lads absolutely on fire? Like the blood is pumping through them. And then you're going in and you get this slow motion belt on the hand and you're going, Ah, you're really fit to cry. Like it's just this time of year, League Hurling can be a bit like that. And no better place than Wexford Park to, to absolutely make you numb with the cold. It's
2: up there
0: with pure, was it was Salt Hill we said a few weeks ago. Yeah, without without um it like uh, I've never, like, I don't know how lads are specialists are coming into games, particularly games like that, coming in with 15 or 20 minutes to go when you've been sitting in the stand. And like, I'm sure, John, you've had times where the odd time in the spring where you were kept in reserve where you're literally saying, please do not bring me on. Please don't see me. I don't want to play 15 or 20 minutes today. And in the GA as well, sorry, you don't see, you know the big
1: the big sleeping bag jackets that the rugby boys have
0: like they never caught on the GAA
1: so you're left with a old scrawny old yeah. skinny tracksuit or whatever are you coming in there on that you played most of the time you were never on the lane
2: oh well, yeah look I suppose uh, <laughs> but look it's it's most certainly is I'd I, I I echo that but, but um, they're great people Leander, absolutely fantastic yeah. people uh, they're so passionate they're supporters and they really get behind their team and even yesterday you know they got a couple of decisions near the end where Thomas Thomas Welch was, was uh Tyler was under on under, under a bit of pressure but they're nearly like uh the crowd under they're nearly like a they're nearly like a sixteen man but I, I just got just just touching on Seamus Casey he didn't have he didn't have crack in the, the penalty, you know, and I think I think Eddie is right. I would persist with, with Casey on the on the freeze. One lad who I thought was very, very good and I think he's he's gonna be a big, big player for him was Connor Horn. Uh, midfield yeah, yeah. I really really like him and that's you got to take into consideration as well say I went down there last year and they absolutely tore Wexford asunder you know and it was probably an experimental Wexford team last year uh, and look probably the easiest thing for Wexford yesterday when, when Chin went off was to kind of say oh Jesus you know we, we won't bother rolling up the sleeves but when Chin went off they rolled up the sleeves and they got stuck in him possibly should have, should have won the game and when you think of the personnel they're missing Rory O'Connor Ian yeah. Ryan D. O'Keefe I'm Connor Mac. Mack Lee Chin he's finding out he, he's he's building a bit of panel depth there and you know I, I really like what Rossler is doing at the moment I, I've, I've said it said it in the previous pods that I think he's what he's doing has to be admired
0: it's mad. I I don't know if it's ever happened that a team has started with three draws. Three, three draws. Four. It's it's bizarre. They're unbeaten. They won the Walsh Cup and they're unbeaten. And I kind of said, well, said to him, keep yeah, you're still unbeaten. And he's just kind of laughing like it's mad to think <laughs> like you're on you're on three points. They're still if they if they picked up a win or two, they'd be in a really good position. But to get the result yesterday, minus what they were down, is is very very important. Just a brief forward on Clare Eddie. Lots of new faces getting chances. They like to... Like to Daryl Lone and Robin Mouncey was probably quiet yesterday, but it'd been good up and up until that point. Uh, Brian Lone has a fair idea of I'd say what his first 15 are going to be, but it's it's the cavalry, isn't it? It's having the caval, cavalry ready to come in for the it could be five minutes against Limerick in a Munster final or the last 10 minutes against Tipperary in a Munster round Robin, but it's about having those lads ready. And he'd be happy enough too. They're unbeaten after three games, played two games on the road. Uh, beat Cork at home, beat Waterford on the road, and got a draw on the road yesterday. He's learning plenty about what he has.
1: Yeah, and look, one thing you don't see too often, and I saw it in the first two matches, Loane smiling. You know, he he he's happy probably with where he's at because he's that type of real driven fella. Like he, he I'd say he's re- he's relentless in what he's looking for off them players. It's 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 it's, it's he wants to mold them into that spirit that he played with. Like he was just that, that, never went back from anything. And you go back to that massive baller and finally he's supposed to played with 25 minutes with a hamstring injury and still clearing ball. That's what he wants from his players because they do have the hurling. But more than ever now, he has a real good squad there now. Like, I mean, dare I say it, you could come along and like, okay, Ryan Taylor is the big injury that he needs to get back, TK as well. But he's more than, I'd be more than happy if you're sitting where he's sitting now He has fleshed out that squad Shane O'Donnell still you know to come in there as well as you said going on the road is where you really learn the character of your players in the National League you really a, a young guy learns an awful lot by going to places you know in dirty not really the nice most appealing conducive hurling conditions and can he do it
0: on a wet Tuesday night in Stalk Eddie that's what Wexford Park was <laughs> yesterday <laughs> that,
1: that's exactly it and like you have guys there then look lads with strong fits giving campaigns but if you have lads that are going to go into the trenches in days like that and and again I can only relate it from my own experiences and Brian Cody puts huge value on going to say Ennis on a dirty rotten wet day and rolling up the sleeves when You'd be looking out, going, "Oh Jesus, i you, you'd you'd love to have an old tight hamstring today, maybe, and not have to play in that." They're not the appealing conditions, but that is ultimately where you learn your character, and that's a reference point. Then you get a significant win; it's a reference point going into the championship. So, all in all, I think Claire in a good place, and I think he's been able to play different lads. Like even down against Watford there, like, able to give lads a bit of time, give him a give him a good run out in a match, and probably not be worried looking over their shoulder that they're going to be taken off knowing that they're going to get that time. And then obviously the concern for him is how, you know, what way Tony Kelly rolls back up and um, what way then, you know, keeping Conlon and these lads nice and fresh, you know, Peter Duggan as well, still just, you know, a, a good, strong lad to have there. So, um, yeah, I think, I think he'll be happy with where they're at and they're in a good place going into the championship. And obviously then they want to get, you know, one more result, get into that league final would Brian nolan
2: take a league title I think he would David, is a sure, lads how like yeah. for me for me for me I think he's the he's the player of the league so far he was unbelievable again yesterday five points from play I mean when he's just running at you he's just uh, 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 you know he, he's something similar to to Kyle Hayes or you if you know, don't stop
0: him at Source small you're, you're good uh, if he gets that head up of steam you're done because you will not stop him once he gets moving
2: Oh, man, I mean, I mean, again, yesterday he scored. He scored five points from play, and he's really, really standing up and becoming a real, real leader for uh, for Clare. Like you know, and you know, every week there's different guys stepping up. You know, you you caught him alone the, the previous week down in um, down in Waterford. I mean, thereafter coming across a goalkeeper. I mean, whether he starred or he he could be co- cover. He was very, very good yesterday. The, uh, this team. Uh, Brodrick, Keen uh, Keen King Ga- King, uh, Galvin, is it Keen Galvin? Yeah,
0: yeah, wing back yeah. from Clare Castle Wing yeah, back, yeah.
2: very very imp- in, in, impressive. Really like the look of him. And look, they're bringing energy off the off the off the bench. They brought Rogers off the bench yesterday. Shane Mean it's looking like that's possibly going to be his role come the championship, where they're going to spring him with maybe 20-25 minutes to go. Brings energy, brings legs, well able to take a score. But yeah, I'd echo what, what, what uh, Eddie said. I think Claire are in a really, really good place right now.
0: Just one word. You mentioned Cian Broderick there. He pulled off one of the best saves I've seen in a long, long time. Seamus, Casey gave... Uh, Jack O'Connor played a lovely diagonal ball. Casey... Uh, didn't take the ball to hand played a reverse hand pass put Dunbar through on goal and he was only about seven or eight yards out he bet the ball into the ground and Brodrick somehow got a flick save it was a brilliant save now if he kept it away from him it probably would not ended up in the net but well, a brilliant, brilliant save from the from the keeper but uh, Eddie I know you were in uh, Nolan Park yesterday uh, Derek Ling couldn't put his finger on the, the first half no-show um, There was a, from what I'm hearing there was a lot of uh, a lot of short play that broke down Very, very frustrating, I'd imagine, from a Kilkenny point of view. But a very good first half from Offaly as well.
1: Yeah, look, to be fair, you have to start with giving Offaly massive credit. Jesus, I was just... The shape, the way they set up on the pitch, the way they were able to vacate. At one stage, you know, I looked at... And you could see, Jesus, he's looking at the the 10 and 13 flank. was just completely empty. They had, you know, drawn the Kilkenny defence across. And you said you could see the goalie waiting for someone to run. And the runs, in fairness, look... Kilkenny figured it out at half time and they were able to I think they pushed right up on now there was a significant breeze in Kilkenny yesterday. The opposite way. Usually it's going the other way, but it was coming from the Olochlands end, the country end, up towards the city end. And once this year a few pocos like actually hung in the air. It was that it was that strong. And I think Dar, David, David or uh, Darren Brennan put over a free from just outside his own twenty-one. Like so that was significant, but Awfully, like I said, their, the, the timing of the runs, uh, you know, jeez, I was asking for Dan Ravenhill, jeez, he's a big unit um, from a guy who was, you know, minor a couple of years ago, getting around the pitch Athletic. Overall, I was I was impressed with them, their physical conditioning. Um, ben Keneally, lads, as good a defender as out there at the moment, I think. I know it's only the league and I know, you know, he had Liam Blanchfield come back. Like, he just, he snuffed him out yesterday and, yeah, I, I, I Geez, I felt for Derek at halftime because Kilkenny just could not figure out awfully, awfully could have been more. They're probably lucky. I think, I, mar- I remember marking the program and us, as- geez, was it 25? Hold it- on, oh, just pull it up here now, boys. I may as well have me a bit of homework here. After 20 minutes, it was 10-3. So Kilkenny had three points scored in, in, in 20 minutes and then it was 11-3 after 24 minutes. So little small things, like and Kilkenny's wides, like, they did a couple of terrible wides in the first half. So, they just, whatever it was, they were slow out of traps, but that's credit to Offley. But in the second half, then, like, there was just Kilkenny took it over. They really pressed up. They pressed right up at one stage. And again, Offley were able to create a huge pocket of space in front of Screamy. And look, while he was quiet enough yesterday, um, it was it was priced to see himself and Mikey Butler following each other around the pitch. But at the same time, there's little flashes of stuff there that I like from this guy. And we're talking about him, and I know there's an expectation. He's a 19 year old. But there was a lovely little cameo, and I don't know whether we talk talking about that later, but Seth and Ravenhill interacted lovely. In the second half, you know, a brilliant little sideline of him, and he took the one-two back, sold the dummy, cut back onto his his left, and just slung over a beautiful point. And I think the whole crowd in Northern Park just appreciated, you know, what a good score it was. But all in all, Awfully are in serious good health, lads. Um, I, I have to say, yeah, okay, they fell away in a few mistakes in the second half, but it was trying to do the right thing. Uh, and I think they'll persist. The only worry, I suppose, was I think Killian Kylie did come off. No, um, what's his name? Centre her back. Um,
0: yeah, no, it was Kylie went off. Yeah, Kylie, sorry. Yeah, yeah
2: Kylie.
1: Jeez, he, he took so, himself and John Donnelly collided, lads. Oh, my God. I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't like to have been anywhere in between it. It was some hit between the two of them. And a good, honest hit. But, jeez, um, it was a good physical game. But I'd say Johnny Kelly has them in a good place now and I would just look at the quality games they're getting in the champ- in this league, lads. That should have them in a very, very, very strong position going into that McDonough campaign.
2: They are. They're, they're really building something. Like, you, you can, uh, even the last day down at Wexford, like, maybe maybe I was maybe going a bit overboard but they're after backing it up now with that performance up in uh, Kilkenny. And look, before a ball was even thrown in this this, this league uh, campaign, everyone was suggesting that, that Offey were going to be cannon fodder for an awful lot of teams um, particularly in the, in the division that they're in but that just, just isn't the case at all I mean they really, really are building something and as Eddie touched on they've some really, really exciting players and another lad to be touched on Charlie Mitchell I really, really like him he's a really he's a really, really top player when you have the likes of him Dan Ravenhill uh, Screeny where did they play um Killian Sampson yesterday? Eddie, uh, did they play him wing back or did they play him wing forward again?
1: Yeah, he played wing back and he like he lobbed over the first points. Um I think he may have even was there no, there was a second one. I think that was Killian Kylie. Their puck outs, after puckouts, lads, their restarts were really good. Like they were able to open up massive pockets of space Even at one stage, they basically had the whole middle of the whole three and six and their backs were opened up like in Samson threw over a lovely pint but you just touch on there and just mark him even Charlie Mitchell impressed me there like I mean I think he got the goal as well two lovely pints in the first half and there was just little flashes from all the guys and and look in the middle of it all then Jesus Big Ewan and all that he was quietish in the first half but Jesus Brian Dykman is a handful too big physical presence around there and his game like he went in the depths of the second half Jesus what I loved about him was and look again we're not going to be just we're not running down Kilkenny in any way here they were game right to the end. There was no in the towel. They used their bench well. So they have a nice crew there. I think it was Oshin Kelly was who I was referring to came off off the bench. Was it Oshin Kelly got a bit of game? Yeah, but, his
0: first game back since he, he did the crucial the second time at this stage last year. Yeah, so he's just getting back to. He's a huge yeah. player, lads. He's Massive player. But
1: Adrian, Adrian, sorry, Adrian Mullen. Like, I mean, Jesus, he's a class apart, and that's what will probably concern Derek. You know, he he he'll, he'll, he'll have wanted to see other players, and still. You know, he's the go-to. John Donnelly is just a massive work rate. And, you know, a few, you know, just stuff that he'd be disappointed with. Like, you'll he, he, he'll, he'll want more from it. And, you know, for, for a young emerging awfully team, and again, I don't mean this in disrespect to anyone, like, they were able to come down there and really throw it down to Kilkenny and Nolan Park. And that's the, that's the aspect of it, I suppose, is that, that Derek would have wanted, is that, you know, on your home patch, that doesn't happen.
0: Men, I'll just uh, obviously two other the two other results in one in A. Galway had a pretty comprehensive win up in Corrigan Park against Antrim. And it was tight enough at dif- at different stages, but Tipperary won handsomely enough against Westmead. We we'll just go to your moment of the weekend, lads. I'll kick it off myself. My moment of the weekend wasn't even on the pitch. I was so enthused. To hear the way Jarla Burns was speaking about growing hurling from a fella that doesn't come from a hurling background, and he said hurling's not, not in his blood, but it's in his heart. And he's he's basically he started. I know there's enough committees knocking around the GA, but he's getting a lot of good heads together, and I think he's putting his energy in the right area. He wants to grow more clubs, and that's how hurling will grow. Not necessarily going into counties and you know getting onto development squads and stuff like that get more people playing and that's uh, the start of it. So I was really, really enthused by that um, and I know there's a lot of red tape at different stages to get through to get stuff done, particularly in his three years. But I was very, very enthused by by what maybe he might do for hurling over the next three years. John, I know your moment was on the pitch. What was your moment of the weekend?
2: Yeah, well, look, I suppose from a water point of view, I was del- delighted to see uh, Jamie Barron back to himself. Uh, but... That probably would have been from, from a water point of view. But from my moment of the, the weekend was the placement of Carl O'Neill centre back. You know, he scored four points against Dublin. And it's just it's just the way, you know, Kylie can to be thinking, are they thinking, uh, do they have something thinking something different down, down the line, you know, in regards to that, you know, if 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 Declan Hannon doesn't get back on the field, and um, we don't know what's going to play out with, with file A's. <laughs> Could could we see a different dynamic to uh, to uh, to Limerick in that half back line with possibly Pat um being in around number six? And I just thought it was very very interesting. Uh, took me by surprise to see him there, but uh, he looked he looked really at home there. Uh, probably from a defending point of view, we probably have a. Um, a bit of improving to do, but from an attacking point of view, it's just it's just going to be another uh, thing they're going to have going forward in their in their in their armour that I think they can hurt teams with. And if they have to change up the the, the dynamics of their team um, midstream or mid-game, you know they can they can probably place him back there and uh, probably come up with some big scores.
0: Great side of a team. Uh, they're going for five in a row. And the man that started the All Ireland semi final and final centre back hasn't started a game centre back yet. Uh, David really has started two games centre back, and O'Neill has started centre back now. So they're definitely keeping people guessing. Eddie, yours, um, you've, a, you've a bit of an awfully love in, I think, after yesterday. What was your moment at <laughs> <of> the weekend?
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone came starting to wonder here. But uh, no, look, I mean, we we, we spoke about it, and, and we're talking about there, you reference it, building Hurling we need as many teams as we can at the top table and, and Offaly are, are equi- as, as important as any team in that and it's brilliant to see them where they are because the Leinster Championship and I'm obviously biased there but if we're going to go competing with the boys down Munster you need strong teams and Offaly are moving in the right direction they're not the finished article
2: but just little
1: flashes and again I suppose this time of the year we talked about the appeal of Harlan. what do you want the nice top of the ground Harlan, especially Muller's there ball in and I just think we saw a few little glimpses yesterday he had a quiet day but Screeny just there was one little cameo in the first half brilliant run from deep in the square all the way out to just the 10 position controlled the ball lovely on the sideline and then just jinxed inside a little hand pass off laid it off to Dan Ravenhill and he kind of dummied one way cut back in and just you know a real Adrian mullen esque point Adrian Mullen got something similar from his side over the shoulder in the second half in the same position was just a, a beautiful little combo and you can see this is what Offley are trying to do they found him in the second half screening with this and i would imagine look uh Mikey Butler is no slouch when it comes to pace and by god he was you know trying to stay with screeny so i can imagine what this fellow will be like and again we're looking at a couple of years down the line and like i said earlier there, there was a lovely little cameo of him on the sideline so he is the real deal in my view and he's going to be an important player for, and and you don't want to heap too much Pressure on a young lad like that, not a bother on this fellow. I think he's going to be a real, real good talent. But equally, himself and Ravenhill as a duo are good. They're they're good. And it was just from a hurling, complete hurling perspective. It was it was it was a positive thing to see that yesterday and admire that. the
2: Younger brother is supposed to be very good as well, Michael. Is he the
0: screen? younger brother. Is uh, well, the older brother. Jack is involved as well. I don't know he's too there, much. Yeah. About, I don't know too much. About, I don't know too much about the younger. I heard. Father, I heard about. a little.
1: Yeah, I heard that as well. The young lad they're raving about
0: he's fair boots to fill already I can tell you that the best thing I tell you lads about Adam screen he is and he's all the touches and all that he's a devil for work he loves working he loves tracking yeah. back he loves hooking and blocking and that is there's a mentality I remember chatting Johnny Pilkington who was a selector with the 20s and he just said the mentality amongst that crew is just a bit different and the the way they fight without the ball is hugely encouraging. Yeah. So Eddie, you've definitely parked me up on a on a Monday <laughs> morning. I can tell you that anyway. Um, we're coming in. Set, tra- set the trap, Mikey. Set there the you trap. go. Yeah, it'll take a bit of time. Now <laughs> I'd be I'd be a bit more realistic. I think it's going to take three or four years before we're very, yeah, very, all, very really. competitive. Yeah. But um, great stuff, lads. Uh, John and Eddie, thanks for joining me, and we'll be back in two weeks' time with another show. in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a million for listening and goodbye.